That right. Grow through. Quinn Lee. Quinn Lee. Let me tell my story. <laughs> Let me tell my truth. Look, I gotta give God glory. Uh huh. Or you can give him something too. <laughs> I like to count it all joy. The setbacks, blessings too. Look, let me tell you about my guy. Yeah. Welcome, you welcome back to story. another episode of Tell My Story. This is T.Y. And this is Casey. And today's episode is What's Controlling You? So, today we decided to talk about the flip side of things. Things that are not visual underlying factors that might be influencing you. Yes, things that drive you to do what you do. And not necessarily things like kids or just the general, I want a better life. Work. But the things that are subconscious that you don't even know have been programmed into you. (laughs) YouTube. TV. Um, But those things that kind of push you to do certain things. Maybe things you wouldn't necessarily do, or maybe things that you feel you have to do. Doctor Miami, <laughs> Doctor Miami, how about a, a Yanla fix my life? Um, so that is basically what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about how society views us, how we, you know, look at society, how we view ourselves, maybe some personal experiences and situations that have occurred. And how can we, you know, break free of the things that may be controlling us and, you know, take back that control? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just to kind of give you an insight on what today's episode is going to be like, it's almost like when Corona hit and everybody went to go get the toilet paper, but nobody went to the medicine aisle. (laughs) It's like, does that make sense? That's kind of like what this is like. Going to show you the stuff that makes sense, but you obviously can't see it because everyone else is doing something different. And that rush is causing you to miss what you should see. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we follow the crowd because what happens when everybody start running? I'm running with everybody else, too. Or you get trampled. Sometimes, or you, you get trampled. And sometimes you should just stay still or move the other direction. Sometimes you should not be following the crowd. So, with that being said, dear, how would you say society's views men, black men, but men in general, but black men, because you are a black man, so you do have the experience. So, um... Kind of give us examples of how you feel society views you. Okay. Um, Well, society views men, top of the totem pole, uh, the head of everything, the the end-all, be-all, the sayers, um, the breadwinners. Essentially, nothing happens without the man. Now, whether that's true or not, this is an entirely different story, but that's how society is viewed. Well... That's how the system is 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 viewed or set up, shall I say, because society is changing and obviously we see the world around us is changing. So society may very well be in a different place, but the system has, doesn't reflect that yet. Okay. Um, so far as a man, there's definitely still top of the totem pole. 
um it, it's it, yeah now far as a black man <clears throat> we're second to last on the totem pole the the last on the totem pole is the black woman unfortunately but we're second to last on the totem pole because we're still a man they still expect us to be head of household or providers and things like that but essentially we're given a lot less right. um so they still look at us the same because we're still a man but we we just have a lot less to do with um so we're still providers whether it's in the black culture or in or in society in general it's just the black culture we have to do a lot more so that's essentially where things kind of that that fight or flight comes out either you're kind of going to do what you need to do to try to make it and try to make it the right way so you don't jeopardize your family or are you just going to do whatever you need to do right or wrong so that's kind of where some some things kind of get out of place when it comes to the black people because we're viewed differently so those views kind of kind of are are fuel to the fire okay now, I know you kind <clears> of <throat> talked about kind of two different aspects, and you talked about basically the general view that society has for men, and then the cultural view that society has um, for the black man. And I, I, I can agree with that when it comes to being a woman and society looks at women like we're supposed to be home makers and just women who bear children and walk around barefooted and cook and clean and do absolutely nothing don't work um we we're not supposed to have a job we're not supposed to run the world we can't be the vp we just have to sit at home and have kids and wait for our husband to get home from making the bread and bringing home the bacon culture tells us that as a black woman that I don't have to wait on the man. Uh-uh, go ahead and do it, sister. <laughs> that I can be independent. Uh-uh, I don't need him. But I also should be having kids. I'm lonely. That I don't necessarily need a relationship. But I want one. But I should be out here sleeping with people or, you uh -uh, know. why he texting me? A marriage is not that important, but the wet, so. it put a ring on it. <laughs> are killing me <laughs> um in culture it tells us that we have to look a certain way society says we have to look a certain way society tells us that we have to be you know skinny victoria's secret blonde bombshell culture says that as a black woman that i have to be curvy slim waist hips big butt big boobs still straight hair um pretty face full of makeup so culture in society, they have two distinct sides, but um, they fit together like a puzzle. Um, they both cause women to um, second guess ourselves sometimes and how we show up in society um, because of stigmas um, that society and culture place upon us that we're supposed to be this way and that way um even stereotypes how we're not supposed to be loud or we're supposed to be quiet or um we're not supposed to go ahead no, say, say the last one we're not supposed to be what we're not supposed to run businesses or you know we're supposed to have multiple businesses 
ahead. I was just gonna say, see, real, black women are real particular. The the strongest creatures on this planet by mm-hmm. far. Go ahead. Um, I just need y'all to know we know all y'all don't fall under the same umbrella. Obviously, some out there is just woke. <clears throat> um, I don't I don't know how many e's you have on the end of that woke, but <laughs> oh. some's woke. Some just not, hey, don't worry about society. Don't follow Instagram, natural hair. Like, that's fine. I'm not saying that everyone does the same thing. We're just talking about the masses. We're talking about what we see and who we interact with. We're talking about the people who potentially need some help or just like to kind of see other people's insights. So don't hit the comments talking about, "Uh uh-uh, I don't do this, so this ain't true. Um, We're talking about you, you too. We talking about you too. We talking about you too. The ones that burn incense, candles, <laughs> voodoo, magic. We talking about you too. Because it's a not the incense. No burning incense, no. Nothing against incense burning. Nothing against um healing your chakra, burning sage. Nothing against anything that you feel can better you as an individual. But um, when it comes to doing things to fit in, manipulate. um, If you're receiving any type, if how you feel involves receiving energy from someone else, it's it's probably not the right thing. Whether it's- Oh, definitely. Clothes, whether it's an opinion, whether it's a view, whether it's time. If you need to get something from someone else. If you feel like you have to alter the 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 energy in the environment or the energy of somebody else, um, then it's not for you. If you it, feel like you have to do something to get something as far as you have to. So I'm just going to go back to the magic or voodoo. If you feel like you got to throw a spell out there to get a man, that man is not for you. That situation is not for you. Okay. If you feel like, <laughs> why is your face so like I was just listening. You so intense. You're like, hold on, wait. I mean, not nah, because I was going to jump in when you was. Go ahead. Jump in. Um. Oh, I kind of forgot now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, somebody out there doing Buddha? <laughs> I mean, you looked at me and threw me off. I was just waiting. I was, just, it was like double dutching. Anything, um, yeah, I don't know. That just was, was a side tangent. But seriously, anything that you have to uh, actually concoct and you got to do something to get it, like not just work for something you 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 already know people out there that's watching this who may come across this video you know exactly what i mean um stuff like that it's it's not for you and to be honest the consequences are more severe than what you're actually trying to get out of it um it 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 will backfire um i've seen it happen i got it i got it those ones that don't you know they say oh i don't do this for them i don't need something from someone else oh yeah and some people don't don't get me wrong some people don't but i just want you to see how you do but don't know that you do because if you're saying something like oh i don't want to get my body done for anyone else i just want to feel better about myself you don't 
So, and that's... Example, just an example. That's that's a great point. And since we're going to talk about bodies, since I am a woman, that's a great thing to point out. Um, There is, and I know a lot of people that have had their body done. I know people right now that want their body done. Um, And it's always a, a defense that they say, well, I just want to feel good about myself. And we all know Kay Michelle, just one person that we can bring up that publicly um, went through the terror of the aftermath of having her body done. We seen on national TV, her having to go through surgery to get her implants taken or whatever removed and everything. I know somebody out here, well, I'm getting my own fat put in my body. Okay. That only lasts a little bit of what, uh, and, and anything can happen. Complications do arise from any procedure. Not to say that I hope it happens or I want it to happen, but you just have to be mindful and, and really figure out why you want to do what you want to do. I know somebody who, who, who went to Miami to get a new behind, but yet their priorities as in bills, kids, and everything else is not situated. This society culture will tell you to go spend however much, $5,000, $6,000, $10,000 on a new body, and you haven't even paid your bills. Society will tell you to spend $300 on a party for your two-year-old son, and you haven't paid your mortgage. Society will tell you to go out and splurge and go travel and spend all this money and you don't even have a place to stay. Like, you don't have money in the bank. You don't, your kids don't have clothes that society will tell you to go get the, the freshest kicks and wait in line for hours for a new pair of shoes. Um, and your kids still wearing them same Walmart 3000s from four years ago. They comfortable though. Society will tell you material is important. Society will tell you that living um, vicariously through other people watching their Instagram, trying to figure out how to keep up with the Joneses is how to have a successful life, and it's not. Um, And I know we just went on a complete tangent and just started, you know, talking about a lot of different things, but um, that's a major thing with women um in society as far as women and black women in general trying to being the least protected in society um on all sides and that's so sad to say but on all sides being the least protected whether it's from other women other black women white women our black men white men it, we are the least protected and it's so easy to manipulate our minds and have us thinking that we need to do certain things to garner that protection, attention, love, affection. And that's just not true in the least. Um, we don't have to 
change our bodies. We don't have to lower our voices. We don't have to um, dress sexily. We don't have to sell sex. We don't have to get our OnlyFans. We don't have to do these things to show up in the world. The world still sees us even when we don't conform to it. You just have to continue. Oh no, I'm listening. I'm I'm just I, this was society shaking their head like, "Nah, I don't see you because it's not on Instagram. It's not on Facebook. It's not true if I don't see it." So, you know what? I'm glad you said that. It's not true if they if if it's not on social media, if it's not visible. We have to get out of that. Ain't got no money. I ain't never <clears throat> seen that. We have to get out of that. Where the kids at? I ain't never seen them with no kids. We have to get out of that. He don't drive. He never drove nowhere. We have to get out of that. What job? We have to get out of that. You out here treating people like Tommy because they ain't post their job on social media. They always out somewhere. They ain't never got treating no house. Treating people like Casey Anthony because they ain't never post their kids. We have to get out of looking to social media for confirmation. I know it's a viral world everything is put on social media everybody shares everything they do at every second of the day just about <laughs> i understand i understand it's hard to believe why are you laughing babe because <laughs> we be seeing so many girls women on social media talking about uh-uh he got another family somewhere or he's sleeping with and i'm just like Y'all went to the social media and was like, oh, it didn't see it. So you just knew he wasn't in a relationship because it wasn't on the social media. So it wasn't real. Like, y'all do that shit in real life. But when it's other shit, and Nick, dudes do it too. Like, it, you know how many times dudes be like, yo, she ain't talking to nobody, bro. I don't see it's some dudes in the comments. They just start. Nonetheless, it's still done. And I'm just like, how do you go? People don't put their real lives on. It's entertainment. It's not like. It's literally entered social well, media. Well, it's supposed to be for entertainment purposes there. And it actually it didn't start like that. It started media. as just a sole place for college students. Well, we we're going to talk about Facebook. Sole place for college students to come, share their thoughts or whatever, post, share pictures. You know, I did. I was in college when I was 16. I actually didn't make a Facebook because uh, you had to be in college and you had to be 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I didn't make a Facebook until I was actually 18. I had already been in college for two years. Like, <laughs> a lot of people don't think of, like, it was kids 12, 11, 10 on Facebook at the time that I didn't even make a Facebook. And I couldn't even figure out how they was doing it, lying about their age. But now you don't even have the limitations. Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, um, WhatsApp, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Tumblr. You ain't got MySpace no more. We don't got Black Planet no more. Uh, Tag is back around. Um, you got Black Planet? Tag is back around. <laughs> and other stuff. But, like, there's no control over it. Um, parents are not even really focused on what apps their kids are on their kids over here got only fans their kids got the what's them 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 fake instagram accounts where they have extra on their instagram and it's not like their regular account the hidden instagram accounts yeah 
So um, society will tell you that that's how it should be, but it's not. Um, society will really have you tripping, trip, 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 tripping. And uh, because of that, you know, you show up differently. You may show up differently every single time you show up in the world. You, it, it's rare that you're going to find somebody who really is authentically their self. I remember I used to say, oh, I'm me. I'm me. I'm weird, so I'm going to be weird. I ain't going to never be like everybody else. But in a way, I was still doing things to fit in with everybody else because everybody wants to be accepted it's hard to walk around with these different stereotypes and stigmas on you and you you're trying to outthink it out out uh maneuver it in your head like oh i'm not this i'm not that so i gotta show these people that i'm not this and i'm not that which still makes you show up as somebody else somebody that you're not go ahead it just shows up like 10 other people because for every person that wants to be in, well, for every two people that wants to be in, it's probably one that doesn't want to be. And that one that doesn't want to be is probably one another place doing the exact same thing. So you're still not, you're trying not to fit into a certain group, but you're still fitting into another group doing the exact same thing that you're, you're going to be a part of and you don't even know. Like, for instance, when you go to school and you see all the nerds, those nerds didn't know each other. Those nerds wasn't friends, mm -hmm. but they didn't fit into the one group. So they automatically got put into another category. So you're still going to fall into another category because you're subconsciously trying not to go to one. Whereas if you're trying to be yourself, you wouldn't fit in anywhere. You'll just be yourself and whoever gravitates to you does. Because you might have J's, but you might have glasses and work on computers. You know, you might have a little bit of everything because you're just being you. That's true. So with that being said, I mean, I spoke a little bit, well, I spoke a lot of bit about how, you know, stigmas and opinions of society on women um, makes us show up in the world. How do you feel that makes you as a man and a black man show up in the world? And what kind of stigmas or stereotypes have you encountered or that you know for sure have been placed upon black men and men in general? Um... Well, on a man, it's, it's, it's very different than a man and a black man. See, as a man, it's almost, the, the stigma is you're needed. With, with a man, if you don't need a man, it's, it's, it's almost like it, he start glitching. He, he doesn't know what to do. What was like, that? <laughs> if, if 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 a man's there he has all the money in the world he has all the tools and services in the world but you need him for nothing it, a man is almost i don't want to say serve but it's he's the provider he has to provide if he's providing for himself he's going to lose his mind so essentially the man that's why the men wants to they want to rule all or that's why the system is set up for that um so the stigma is there pretty much you need a man for any and everything otherwise it won't get done or they won't take you seriously that's kind of true now for a black man um hmm, it's almost like a question mark because you can do whatever you try to do to show up in the world whatever type of way you could try to be a successful black man. You could try to have your own business, be in your, 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 your kid's life, be a great father, 
doesn't matter what you do. You could be a gangbanger, a, a, a CEO. Doesn't matter what you do. You're still a black man. You still might get shot when you walk outside your door. You know, they still going to see your name on a job application and say, mm, do I want to interview him? Jaquan? I don't, I don't know about Jaquan. Like, I went to an interview with a black man and he talked about another black man as if I was supposed to be okay with it. He said he didn't want to hire another black man because of his dreads and he didn't like how that may f- make his white customers feel. A black man who owned his own business said that to me like I was supposed to be okay with it. Are y'all really out here doing this black people? Turning so, down your own black people who you know barely get a hand up, hand up in this world. Not a hand out because we don't never take a hand out, but a hand up. And you got the opportunity to give a black man a hand up. And you sit there and not hire him because his dreads would offend you or make your white customers uncomfortable. This is the world we live in. But that's why it's a question mark. Because you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know. Well, it's not that you don't know what you're going to get. They don't know what they're going to get. So that's why people don't get the opportunities. Because you could be a CEO, but they still scared of you. They still may feel as though you're going to rebel. You're still going to do something. So at the end of the day, they don't know what they're going to get. So they look at a black man as a question mark. And what's, what's the strongest thing than knowing something? Not knowing something. You know why? Because that brings fear. The unknown brings fear. So it doesn't matter what you know. Because if you know that that, if you know something to be fact, but then you find out something that you have no clue about and that's unknown, it doesn't matter what you know that's fact. That's off the table because that unknown now brings that fear. And that's what they look at when they see a black man, a question mark, unknown. If this unknown gets any type of power, what can happen? Or if this unknown gets any type of money, for some reason, they they feel as if they're going to be impacted by us having any type of success. And by they, I mean, I don't want to say Caucasians because this isn't necessarily a race thing, but it kind of is. We're going to say conclusions. Right. That's that's our new word for them. Conclusions. And let me give you a quick insight on what this means. Um, Our Caucasian people, these are the people that we like. You know, this is my boss. This is the people I sit beside at work. I enjoy talking to. Steve was good. Steve, we text. Work through problems. Family high. The conclusions. Family high. (laughs) That's the history that that we all came from. Those are the ones that enslaved us. Those are the ones that took over countries and ethnicities. And the reason we call them conclusions is because when they began and they showed up, someone else died and stopped. Everything, something concluded. Something else ended. So that's why I say conclusions. So when I say conclusions, I mean a specific type of people. Sadly enough, I have both types of Caucasians and conclusions in my family. Hmm. So, I definitely, I definitely think it is very different for the black man as opposed to a regular man in society. And, and by let's regular, say, yeah, let's the, not the, say the, regular. The, the, uh, let's say the man. Nah, the conclusions. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because of that. Would you say that the stigmas and stereotypes that society has placed, you know, 
even from the beginning of time, because we know that black people are not violent, the most violent people. We're not naturally violent people. We're not um, naturally aggressive. We're not uh, naturally threatening. Um, do you think that because of the actions of Caucasians, conclusions, white folk from before slavery time um, to slavery time, after slavery time, um, basically trying to cover up their misdeeds. Because, um, you know, in the beginning, when they brought the slaves over, and I hate calling them slaves because they weren't slaves. They was humans. They was people. Ancestors. So when they brought the Africans. Ancestors. Well, you know, I don't. You saying it like they not our ancestors? They might be, but they might not be. The daggone conclusions mess me up. Mess I don't. <laughs> yeah, she get a sprinkle of cream. About, hey, I don't know no more. <laughs> I'm on like two point seven percent. Look at me. I'm over here looking like Cyan Lee. French vanilla. But anyways, do you feel you know? Because when they came back then, they came and. And brought the Africans over. And um, actually before that time they brought the Africans over. They was over here taking over uh, my cousin Pocahontas land and stuff. And they was killing natives and calling them savages. So I feel like it was kind of a, a repeat when they brought the Africans over. And now those are the new savages, thugs or the aggressive, oh, the violent. Do it, you do it, you feel like it 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 brought some truth well, to culture? Because it, it, now, no, no, eventually, no, 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 you know, no, 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 no. after time, I don't care how many times you say it, that don't make it the truth. Okay, it's still a lie at the end of the day. Okay, we we it's never been in our culture. We have never gangs have never been in our culture. Riots have never been in our culture. This is the sh that they did. And then they keep poking the sleeping bear. The thing is crazy, right? They brought us over here. They took all of us. Took everything away from us. Our name, our dignity, our pride, everything. Stripped us down, ass naked. They set us free and gave us absolutely nothing, and we still made it work. Made it work. They still didn't want that. They said, we're going to take that away. Black Wall Street. Still made it work. Made it work. So you, it, then they bomb if you give Philly, us nothing, and we still made it work, and we still make it work. But you keep taking away nothing. If we keep building from the ground up, but you keep taking away, I, eventually, what do you? You keep you keep poking a dog. He gonna bite you eventually. You keep taking a dog food. He gonna bite you. You let that dog leave. You leave him alone. He gonna leave you alone. Most likely, unless you know he might be a little aggressive. But at the end of the day, we ain't dogs. We people. We human beings. So, no, they can have that stigma all day long. Go, yeah, you know, they're aggressive. They have gangs. They riot. They did that. Every They gave us drugs. They created gangs and then outlawed it so they can say, oh, it's their fault. They're the ones poisoning us when they gave us the poison. That is absolutely true. They're the ones saying we're aggressive when they're the ones that mass, mass killed us. It's almost like, all right, so, so for instance, 
when the Holocaust happened, would anybody be mad if the Jews just went on a, 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 a spree and just invaded Germany? That would fully be expected based on what the holo- what happened at the Holocaust. That would. But that wouldn't be expected here. The most we got was the Civil War where the same, where they fought their own people. We wasn't even a part of it because if it was black against white, it would have been long, long over. Long well, over. That shit wouldn't have lasted five people. years. No, 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 no. They had some black people. But if it was all those black people together, it would have been a year and a half. You feel like just because they say we are doesn't necessarily mean that we are. And I completely get it. So what do we do when, you know, we have those one, two or ten individuals who might be the spoiled um, fruit of the bunch? What do we do when they want to lump the individual with the collective? How do we maneuver those stigmas and stereotypes when, like you said, eventually, you know, somebody's going to get tired of being poked and pushed. I mean, like Tupac said, we, we, we ask to be fed. We, we hungry. We telling you we hungry. Can I get some food, please? No. Okay. I'm hungry. You still not going to feed me? Okay. I want some food. You still not gonna feed me? Give me that food. Like now I'm taking it. Now what 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 do we do when we got individuals and t- look, I'm all for the taking of the food. Hey, they not giving it to us. Sometimes we gotta take it. But what do we do when it's the 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 wrong taking, the the yeah. wrong stigmas that that our people are living up to and maybe okay if we want to be called aggressive let's be aggressive in taking back our rights but not being aggressive in killing our own people or or you know what i'm saying we gotta educate because all that comes from honestly none of that comes from oh this is just what i want to do no i I have yet to meet a gangbanger that says oh i want to be a gangbanger when i grow up that's just something that had to, that's just something that had to happen either from his life in the streets based on his situation. It's more so education. If you can educate someone how to feed themselves and give themselves, you know, a way to take care of their family, I'm pretty sure they won't be out there trying to get killed every single day. And, and by educate, I'm not saying go to school and go to college because that's that's for them. That's all set up for them to make money, and then they teach you some dumb sh- that nine times out of ten when you get out of school, not even going to make you money. I'm making more money than a lot of people I know that went to school and I graduated high school and that's it. And some college is just that. Some college. I went there for like one semester and was like, "Mm, this ain't it. (laughs) This ain't it. So I work in finance. And speaking of which, quick jump. The reason a lot of our Caucasian counterparts are able to be in the situation that they are not only because of their privilege is because that they pass their money down. I work in finance. I do 401ks. I handle people's, people's investments, their trust funds. A lot of times their largest account in their family. So with that being said, if one person is able to just do a 401k or IRA and save a little bit of money, a couple hundred thousand, that's on a small scale. That keeps rolling over one generation, two generation, easily a million by the third generation. That family is set for the rest of their life. 
And imagine if you're doing that on a smaller scale, 20,000, 30, whatever the case may be. But our people don't even know about a 401k because when we get a job, they give you the packet and say, good luck. They don't even want to explain it to you. Like this is the small things where we have opportunities to be able to create generational wealth and pass that down and pass that along. But they, we don't even have the education to know what's in front of us and what's going on. That's not the type of stuff that they're going to teach you in school. This is the type of stuff you're going to have to get out there and kind of grind or learn from working or networking and meeting people. That's the type of stuff that's going to get them out. And that that's the type of education we need because no one wants to be a gangbanger. But if I'm able to tell you to say, Hey, you know, get a job and make a thousand dollars and let me show you a safe way to take care of this and whatever the case may be, you know, it, it's going to sound a lot easier than, you know, risking your life every Friday because you got to make a drop or something like that is is I think it will start with the education because a different outside the box education, shall I say? OK, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just want to go back and touch on some things because. I know you said um, nobody grows up saying they want to be a drug dealer. Right now, our son is saying he wants to be a tow truck driver. And our daughter is saying she want to be an archaeologist and a whatever, paleo, whatever she want, a paleontologist, all, all this random stuff. So nobody grows up, no child grows up already knowing that they're going to be selling drugs, um, regardless of what their parents are doing or anything like that. What happened was black people were basically put into a bubble, put into a, you think you quarantine now. Concentration block. Basically, concentration block. And, you know, back in the day, they brought in drugs and it was for one of two reasons. Well, it was for one reason, but it had two outcomes. So the main reason was to keep us in that same place, to keep us poor, to keep us not progressing and to divide the family. Um, they implemented drugs and either one half of the community became fiends, addicted to drugs, or the other half became their supplier, their drug dealer. And who gave that drug dealer the drugs? The government, the white people. Um, in order to continue the separations of families. So not only did you have people that you stole from a different continent country, you divided their families when you did that. You brought them to a new land and then separated them once more. And then after that, once people actually started creating new family structures and when freedom, because we know, we know freedom relative it is still slaves we we still slaves in this world um when they started creating new family structures they had to find another way to kill that family structure so um as far as assassin whether it's taking people out that was trying to bring together the black community bring together black individuals and create unity whether that was martin luther king malcolm x um uh uh uh, uh farrakhan um uh dagon uh fred hampton um it's so so many people assassinated and, and silenced 
because they were trying to bring black people together as a collective, yet they were labeled terrorist groups or um, rebels or um, all these things that were untrue, that gave stigmas and stereotypes that has now proceeded into 2021. So, Years, hundreds of years, fifties of years, twenties, twenty of twenties, <laughs> twenty, tens of years, twenty or whatever. Y'all know what I mean. Tens, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Like it has now progressed to the point that people believe that the actual Black Panther Party was a violent party that. What I, I I don't know about the Black Lives Matter movement now, but just because black is associated with the movement, it is considered an aggressive and violent party. When the crazy thing is most of the riots that have happened where something negative or um death has occurred at these riots were not from actual black people or black lives matter protesters they were actually white caucasians conclusions posing as black lives matter people there were police officers doing some of this vandalism and um it's crazy that this is no matter what we do in a society and how many holes we climb ourselves out of, we get out of slavery, we get out of Dagon, we get, we get our own money, we get our own section of the world, Wall Street, they tear it down. We, we create our own organizations to create our own school systems and healthcare systems, Black Panther Party, they tear it down. Um, we try so many ways to unify and in the end, it's not beneficial and it's like he said it's frightening it's scary they're afraid of what would happen if we unify as if when we unify we would go back and do what they did to us as if we would now enslave them and whip them and and keep them in chains and 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 have them living in conditions that were more deplorable than than dogs could ever live in like they've fear the very thing they gave so they hand out these stereotypes and stigmas on black people to make other people fear us including our own people and it's as you can see uh what they suckered dag on the william dude into setting up fred hampton to be murdered the the, the dude for a couple of years in prison and he just sold his whole life away. I got it. I got it, boss. I'm going to go ahead and poison them, boss. It's, it's almost like they act like if they... It's like once they whip you on the tree, right? It's like you can turn around and be mad and they be like, what? I still let you live? But you just tore my back to shreds and I'm bleeding from head to toe. Why, why I can't you, even lay on my back, my why, stomach up. Why are you so mad? You still breathing, though? But I'm bleeding. I think I only got an ounce of blood left. I'm barely holding on. Man, you get to go home and have a nice hard meal, like a nice hot meal, like hot meal. Some you people mean, don't get to eat. You mean what I picked out this field? That you got a roof over your head. Some people don't even got that. You mean a shack with these holes and this little bit of wood? I don't understand. Man, look, you got clothes. I don't care if they falling off. Guess what? Some people ain't got that. 
Oh, you mean this potato sack I found on the side? <laughs> like, of the yo, road. it be crazy how they be acting out here. Like it's, and by they, I mean anybody who's down to oppress people. And you can say that you're not down to oppress people, but if you ain't speaking up or if you don't have any Trust type of say so or any type of action, you're adding it's to it. It's a lot of people who don't believe they're racist and feel like they can't be racist. That are very racist. Racism is a systematic oppression of a minority group. So. What, regardless, if you are into oppressing people or okay with the oppression of people, whether you're doing it or not, if you are not willing to take a stand forward and disrupt the oppression, you are racist. If you act like there is no oppression, you are racist. I ain't, <laughs> ain't going to call you racist. I'm going to just say you racist. You racist. <laughs> You and you might be prejudiced too. Racist. It's a fine line between racism and prejudice. Um, the the Wayans. Oh, what that was in the movie or something? I feel like I was, like, I was feel just like making I, that up on the spot. If it was in the movie, I didn't mean to plagiarize. We don't plagiarize. We know. <laughs> I don't know if it was from the Wayans. It just sounded like you was doing that voice. And with that, society will tell you. That everything that glitters is gold and that it is success. The cars, the money, the jewels, the women, the men, the jobs, the bank account. We talking about society or culture? Because society well, ain't saying all that. You're right. Society says money, power. But... It got the buck stop at the white man. Culture tell you in order to get next to the white man, you got to have what? That plus more. So the money, the power, the land, uh, the success, you, you, you need the cars, you need the clothes. For Well, for culture, pretty much success in culture is visual. It doesn't even matter if you're successful or not because see, you can see a white person that's successful and you'll never even know. They got some shoes on from the Goodwill or Walmart. They got on some Wrangler jeans. Shirt might be nice. And that's it. Successful people look homeless. Like and, and, and homeless people look successful. I know dudes in the hood that look like they got fifty thousand dollars in the like bank that. account. Like you should never be in the hood, but you got to take jewels out to go to the. <laughs> you got to take jewels out to go to the club. Like, if if. <laughs> if I can buy a pair of Jordans for the entire rent, I'm good. Who like, out there waiting in line for the If them I can Jordans? spend my entire rent on a pair of Jordans, I'm cool. Like, I don't need those Jones. If me buying a pair of Jordans is going to take away from a bill being paid, it ain't. But when you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, if I don't show I got these Jordans, if I ain't got the block of cash beside my head, if I ain't in the picture with different women, if I ain't got no car, I don't have it. You know what I mean? People told me, damn, my nigga, I don't know. I, ain't, I thought you was done making music. I ain't seen you had nothing up there. Or, dang, bro, like, you still dry. You ain't got the, I ain't even know. Like, I'm. my life isn't on social media. Social media is entertainment. But people took it from entertainment 
to this is what my life is like. You see right. me on these trips because I'm really traveling. Now right. you had those those pictures, the same pictures from seven years ago. You just posted one and two areas so often. Right. It ain't that deep. Like it's no need for me to have to flaunt. Like I know all y'all heard about the dude in Charlotte from Wells Fargo that was stealing money <laughs> out of the supposed I was to be a, mention that. a rapper. Supposedly supposed to be he on all he social got media collaging with the whole junk he stole from the vault. Talking about God, I don't know why God keep blessing me, blessing me, and God like, said, "You, I'm glad you rang my young you brother from a whole your whole job. You God stealing said, oh, tens and thousands of dollars from your whole me. job just to be on Instagram. Let Facebook. me go down here and handle Show Jamal. Jamal down here stealing. No, I said don't break this law. Then he's claiming I gave it to him. But check it though. He, he stole all that. Probably only spent 20000 and went to jail for longer. So you stole all that just to get the pictures out there for somebody to say, oh, he kind of got money, but he ugly, though. I don't know who he is. Because that's probably what people were saying besides a few just females like, by. oh, I'm going to get the money. Or a few dudes talking about, oh, I'm going to set him up to rob him, idiots. Um, well, the that's world just... is so stuck on going viral. And that's a big thing with society. Mm. Yes. You, you got to be with the Joneses. You got to do what the next no. person doing. Let me join the Silhouette Challenge. Let me join, make an OnlyFans. Let me do this challenge. It's a challenge every day going week. I promise y'all, y'all done did that daughter and son challenge about 15 times last year and didn't even realize I was counting. Like, it's so many challenges that y'all are doing and you're just doing it because you want to, you know, jump with the crowd. You want to roll with the masters. It, it is. We're not talking about the ones who just bored from Corona. I mean, that's a different story. Cause getting bored will have you doing some things that you ain't supposed to be doing either. I mean, idle hands is the devil playground. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, people I mean, get bored and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get my body done because I'm bored." Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I was just talking about playing Jenga, but that's cool. Ain't nobody playing Jenga no more. People out there playing Dinga Dinga Do. Let me change. Let me change this. Ding ding ding. Okay. Do. Uh... Let me do my ding 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 and my do. So, anyways, no, seriously, people are really out there. Looking at other people post on their social media how they got their body done. So they want to go get their body done. People seeing people post, oh, they starting this business. Oh, I'm, let me start that business too. Oh, well, this person is doing that. They look successful at it. Let me do that too. Everything is not meant for you. Everything is, everything viral ain't meant for you. Everything viral ain't good. And everything viral is a distraction. I, I can guarantee Every time something has went viral or has been like major inside uh, or on social media, something else has been swirling around that's been a little bit more important. Like something with loss or something in, in the news with the president or, or healthcare or corona or something else. It's always something else that occurs where it lessens the attention off of the important subject and focus it on the thing that's 
the cycle that's going to repeat itself in a couple weeks. So I'm going to do this challenge now. Next week, I'm going to do the next challenge. And I'm going to stay focused in on all the things that have no meaning, that have no uh, merits, that doesn't help me grow, that doesn't help me uh, do anything in life that I really am trying to do. So I want to have a successful business, but I'm doing everything that everybody else is doing. So I don't even know what I'm good at. I don't even know it, if I really have what it takes to start a business. But because I see Jenny over there doing her business, I want to do that. She looks successful, so I'm going to go do it. Support black businesses. Mine. I got a couple. Quinn Lee, Grow Through. Uh, hit this one. You know, Tell Your Story. Um, what else? No businesses. Not what else businesses. But... <laughs> We'll have shameless plugs all throughout this. Shameless. No shame in our game. Um, But yeah, it's just such a viral world that everybody has to participate. Um, Even in the craziest things, you'll participate in a challenge that's showing your naked body just so you can possibly become viral and get a blue check mark. Pop it, pop it for the check mark. Ooh. Speaking of which, so tune in to our OnlyFans because we just decided we might as well join the crowd. Just joking. I'm about to say, I ain't decided on tripping. Just joking. So, seeing as we just, you know, went over a lot of different um, topics about how society looks at us, views men, black men, and women and black women, how, and culture, how we, you know, deal with the different stigmas, stereotypes that come about from it, how we kind of show up in the world, trying to maneuver around it just to be accepted um, so that we can go throughout life. Um, What would you say success means to you? So outside of society, outside of culture, outside of being a man and a black man, what does society, what does success mean to you? Happiness, peace, and a future. Right to the point. Happiness, peace, and the future. Any elaboration? Well, if you're not happy, it doesn't matter what success is because you're not happy. So even if you are successful, you're not doing what you need to be doing. So if I'm happy, that means I'm doing what I need to be doing. So that's why that's first. Peace comes because my family is always going to be a part of that. And if I'm not at peace, my family's not at peace. So... Peace will always come with that because I feel like if we're at peace, then we also have God because God brings peace. A future is pretty much just that, being able to pass something on to the future. Okay. So I just want to, because, you know, people out there, it's like, well, I'm happy. Well, I'm not happy. How do I get happy? Well, how do I know if I'm happy? (laughs) So... How would you say that you kind of know that you're happy and that you're not um, 
out there trying to search for something to fill that void because that's going to be another episode where we do get in a little bit more detail about that you answered the question if you're searching you're not happy so how do you know you're searching because there's a lot of people out there who you know i'm just i know a lot of people are probably out here getting mad at me but i'm just gonna bring up this subject just because i see it so much on my timeline and i have family and i have friends and i just don't think y'all understand so somebody says i am happy with my body but i'm going to get surgery you're not happy like because see my thing is like this okay i'm happy with my height but i could be taller might want to be taught like then you're not happy with your height you see what i'm saying like you can't be happy with something but want to change it how does that make any sense how that's like saying oh i like it but it could be better then you don't like it it does not you can you could try to tell me shit a lot of different ways i still know it's shit like i don't care how many different ways you repackage it it makes no sense for you to say but at the end, it fully negates everything that you just said. I, I absolutely agree. So, like, if if how I found out where I was going to get happiness was, well, see, now I know what happiness is. So I know what parts of my life I'm happy in and what other parts I'm not. Like, when I log into work every day, that shit ain't happy. I know when I wake up, I'm good. The minute I hit log in, my, my mood goes down. So I know... Something about my job isn't making me happy. I know it's not my coworkers because they the best coworkers I've ever had, the best boss I ever had. Job actually probably the best job I ever had. So I know it's something internally that's not making me happy about that job because I feel something differently. So you, you it's more so recognizing because people recognize it, but they don't recognize it. Like they recognize something's going on, but they not they're not paying attention to oh is this taking away from my happiness is this something i need to be doing a lot of people really feel as though they need to wake up and do a nine to five every day and they may right a lot of people don't though and they don't understand that how that's taken away from their happiness right so it you'll know is this it's recognizing it when you have that 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 empty feeling and you don't know why it's just like damn I should be doing something or I need to be doing something different or why am I here or all those type of things about certain stuff that you do on the regular. That's that empty space that you're trying to fill and you don't know. You're searching for something. So if you're searching, you're not happy. You might be fine. You might like it. You might enjoy the space that you're in. You might like being there, but you're not happy. I like being at work. I'm not happy there. I don't want to be there. Like who wants to go to work? Like. Some people like being places, but that doesn't mean that that's the place that makes them the happiest or that's where they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So it's the recognition that people need to pay attention to because people don't recognize what they're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I'm going to answer the question. Um, and I'm just going to say as far as success... And I'm going to give like a little two different answers. So for success <clears throat> and what would be true success for us as a people um, 
and I'm just going to speak to my black people at this moment, my minority people. And actually, no, just my black people. No offense to any other minority people out here. But when I go back and look at the opportunities that other minorities receive over African-Americans, black individuals, it is astronomical. <laughs> um, Asians, they get funding, they get businesses, they get grants, they get all this other stuff still more so than black people do as well as hispanics and i understand trump wanted to build a wall trump and his wall however they still have more opportunities in this world in this country in america than the black person so in society as a black person success should be aside from money anything that can be passed down so we're not talking about no clothes we're not talking about no shoes we're talking about things that are worth equity and are going to be worth something in the long run property like land, land investments thank you jewelry all that anything that not can no cheap jewelry <laughs> no, Not cheap. no middle of the mall stuff. No cheap jewelry. Keep that. Don't don't pass that to Lil Ray. No cheap jewelry. So generational wealth is not going to be a nine to five. It's not going to be apartment. It's not going to be that house that's rented or mortgage. It's going to be the one you own. It's going to be the land you own. It's going to be anything that you own. And we all know how hard it is to own something in America as a black person. So the thing that we need to do is stop giving up what we own and trading it in for something temporary. It is so many instances where people, they, they don't have their homes no more. They lose their houses to the state, the government, foreclosure. They're losing their land. They lose valuable generational wealth that can be passed down from generation to generation because of poor choices. And mainly those poor choices are keeping up with society and culture in all the wrong terms. Um, now that's just a general for my people of color, what society, what success really is and can be for you in society. Um, to me, what success is besides starting my businesses, besides passing down generational wealth, um, to our kids, it's raising kids that will pass down the same values to their kids and and so on because it's so easy for just one person to do it but you have to be able to keep that going because you can pass down wealth to one generation and that next generation lose everything so <clears throat> to me that would be success making sure every single generation um get something from us um, success is doing what God purposed me here, um, put me here for and purposed me for 
I honestly believe everyone on this earth was put here for a reason. You have a purpose. You are purpose. You are purposed um, to do something in this world. You may not know what it is. I may not know what it is, but it will present itself when the time is right for it to. Um, what you can't do is lose yourself in this world and become a robot um, or go on autopilot and just go with the motions, go with whatever society is feeding you and programming you to think and act and do. Um, you literally have to remember that there was no mode when you were created. Um, you are an original. No one can do what you do. You cannot do what anyone else does. And most of the time, you two are supposed to meet somewhere in the middle um, in order to give your side, give their side, in order to create whatever God has for y'all to do. And that's, I'm not talking relationships, I'm just talking in general. You come across people in life because they have something you need and you have something they need. Um, <clears throat> which in the end means you have purpose. You are purpose and you are purposed. So success is finding out what God put me here for and living in that purpose. Um, as well as healing, um, phys not physically, but internally, emotionally, well, we can say physically, um, mentally, spiritually from any past traumas that I may experience. And once again, I'm talking about success for me. Um, <clears throat> success may look different for you and this is what you need to do. You need to figure out what your idea of success is. Success can be something completely different for you. Success to you may just be getting out of the bed tomorrow. And you might have, that might be a successful day for you. And that's okay because I understand how hard it is to get out of bed. Success might not be going to work tomorrow. It might be quitting that job. And that's okay, too. I've done that before as well. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You better know it's God before you quit your job. You better know it's something you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Don't go on whims and, 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 and don't I almost promises. quit my job three times <laughs> in the last two months. God might be saying stay at that job. He might be. So, um, I still might quit though. He don't know. I ain't, I ain't confirmed yet. That's a, we're gonna, we're gonna definitely do a topic about that. Cause that's a little, you know, touchy subject. Everybody has their own opinions about God and whether God is real or God is not real. And we do mention in every episode, we mention the word God. We do believe there's a higher power. We may not believe everything that we've been told. Um, but we know from firsthand experience, and that is what we go off of. We don't go off a of book. We don't go off of people's word. We go by off of our own experience. Um, so we definitely know that there is a God. So if you do believe that there is a higher power, we ask that you consult with the higher power first before you make any major life moves because it, it could be detrimental or it could be a blessing. So you don't want to put yourself in a predicament where you're going to have to pray yourself out of it. Um, you might get blessed just for consulting them, but, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't 
don't get into that. Don't quote him on that. <laughs> I don't uh, think God gave him no words. <laughs> it just start with prayer. Start start with prayers something. get answered though. In a prayer, it's just hey. So um, this is what's going on. It ain't. It don't have to be you know Rahum Dahu. Um, nothing extra. You know something simple. But if you're not fond of a higher power or if you don't believe outright you're atheist that's cool too just make sure you have the ability of discernment if you do not have discernment to know when to walk in the door and when to walk out of the door that will be your downfall you will still be following the masses trying to figure out where you need to be lost in the shuffle um and that's not how life should be and that's not where you want to be um what do you have anything you would like to add babe Mm-mm. okay so i know everybody's probably wondering well you know okay well society they might be showing us stuff on tv and music is telling us to do this and have all these relationships or have premarital sex or uh, rob banks or do drugs or tote guns or anything and everything <laughs> what you laughing for because i'm just <laughs> robbing the tote guns uh, when she was like premarital sex i just felt old <laughs> and like we was by the like a Bible thumper was sitting there with a Bible. Not like, the oh. Bible thumper. Like, like, what was we watching? I was like, why they say premarital? Like, nine times out of ten, when you talk about sex, it's usually not between a married couple in today's society. So why you got to add the premarital? Because <laughs> there might be some married people watching. Nah, we married. I'm just saying, but it, it sounds so premarital. Well, sex. we used to have premarital, <laughs> like, <clears throat> and then we had marital, promarital. <laughs> Where was we going with this? What's next? (laughs) So, like I was saying before my husband decided to make me go on this tangent. A lot of people are probably out there wondering like, okay, so how do I, how do I know? Well, once I find out that, okay, me listening to this song make me want to go fight somebody. Me watching, <laughs> me watching this music video. <laughs> me watching this music video make me want to go fuck a girl. Me. No, I was just turning that shit down. You want to go fight? <laughs> turning my knob down. Yeah, hey, turn your head. Turn it. You too lit. Um, watching music videos makes you want to go mess with. Somebody who looks like the girls in the music video. Looking at somebody's Instagram makes you want to go live their life. Looking at somebody's relationship make you want to go jump in a relationship. Um, how do you stop yourself from doing that? How do you take back control of those subconscious uh, programming that you've been fed? How do you uh, kind of es- get out get out of the box society has kind of placed you in um pandora's box is what i like to call it so how do we take back control babe gotta crack the code crack. you gotta crack the code you gotta crack this like so essentially you gotta un- you gotta you gotta be 
vigilant of your situation. Okay. So, for instance, we could talk about society and all this other stuff, but nine times out of ten, you don't see that on a regular basis and you don't see how they have it implemented. Okay. So, we could easily turn on the TV and see, well, for, for instance, if you're our age, we're 30. If you're at our age, back in the 90s, it was a certain type of television. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too many things on TV because, first and foremost, a lot of things wasn't accepted back then. Now that we're in a society where things are more accepted, things are out there on TV that's a little bit more. And by things, I mean a total number of things. Because I know some people going to be in their feelings talk about, oh, he talk about this, he talk about that. Nah, Wait, if you fall that. under... Nah. Um, but if you fall under that category or something <laughs> like that, then that's just your personal that's your offense. Maybe I offense. heard that wrong. Um, but no, like, I mean, but that's part of it. I will, I, when I was saying that statement, I was thinking about a particular thing. Not that, but um, but that falls under that what, category. The the pint. The, the pint. I don't know. The that, pint. Stop. No, I ain't seen that. <laughs> Uncle um, Rufus or somebody in the pint. Anyways, they gonna kill me because so, I don't know what I'm talking about. They were like, "Oh no, nah, I know she ain't say that." Or is it Uncle Ruck? Not Uncle Ruckus. That's something. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm done. Mm, don't keep mm. that in there. Keep it in there. Yeah. So <laughs> threw him off. I made him lose his train of thought with the Uncle Ruckus. My bad. I was just trying to join with the pink and, and um yeah nah um so I mean it's a lot of different stuff on TV you know some <laughs> things I mean all right so let me put it like this they place things in television mm -hmm. to make it normal mm -hmm. okay so then they oh, take that okay, okay, that okay. normality from it okay mm -hmm. and then it starts to be mm -hmm. so worldwide yeah mm -hmm. so for instance. 60s, 70s, you look at things a certain way. Mm -hmm. 80s, 90s, you look at things a certain mm -hmm. way. Early 2000s, 2010s, you look at things a certain mm -hmm. way. Every decade or it two, changes. it changes slightly. Mm -hmm. Or it may change majorly depending on laws and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, the shit's still not normal. Right, right. It's still not supposed to be right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So whether you feel that way or not and that's that's a whole different conversation nonetheless that don't mean you got to put it on tv to make me accept it or to right. make the thing is okay how you feel about certain things is fine right even in society i feel as though everybody should have a voice everyone should have an opinion uh, an opinion everyone has the right to do whatever it is and say whatever it is they want right. everyone deserves rights but at the same time you deserve your rights, but I don't feel as though your opinion need to be forced on my child or Absolutely. me. That was a, a, a so, thought I was having, a, how they're kind of forcing yeah. their ideologies on children. If you're not careful about what your kids watch. My son's watching Nickelodeon to, or Disney yeah, and then they're doing. Even cartoons, yeah. You know, so like it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fine. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, and, and I'll be very transparent here. I have two sisters that are homosexual. I look at them as my brothers. And the reason I look at them as my brothers is because they act that way. I don't call them brothers. I still call them sisters because they are women. I'm going to respect them like women. I just look at them like my brothers because I can treat them like that. We can dap up, shoot hoops, and I can literally 
treat them like a brother. So that's why I like to enjoy it like that. But at the same time, they don't force their opinions or anything on my child. Right. They let it know what it is up front. Nephew, I'm still a woman. Right. You know, it's it's and, no... And it's not no it, other uh, right. terminology. It's still TT or auntie or whatever. Right. But then when my child, you know, want to watch YouTube Kids or Nickelodeon or Disney Plus and they got stuff up there and it's the cartoons. Right. Like, I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. Like, and then my son, now he sees that in the cartoon. Now he believes it's normal. Right. Now he believes that that's okay. Now, don't get me wrong. It is okay, but it's not okay because you learned it. It should be okay because that's just something that you feel right. or something that you just happen to come to a conclusion in your life. Right. However when, you feel growing up, cool, but not because you're seeing it on TV and you think that's how it's supposed to be. Right. And I think that's, um, oh, and I might get in trouble for this and that's okay. Everybody will love to hate me, but trust and believe I got cousins and God sisters and everybody else <laughs> who does what they do and i don't care brothers including i don't care but what i do feel is these ideologies these lifestyles they're not being chosen even when somebody says well from a young age i felt from a young age, you are being exposed. Mm -hmm. So how can you truly, it's a difference if somebody in the Amish community with no access to any social, and even the Amish have TVs and, and cell phones and stuff now, which is crazy. What you talking about? It's not different. You go to the Amish community, you don't find nobody there like that. Huh? They, you go to the Amish community, you're not going to find that because they don't play that. No, they. No, I'm saying they got TVs and stuff. I'm saying yeah, you're not going. No, but I'm no, but I'm saying no, what, babe? What I was getting to was <laughs> the Amish. There's, there's, they're not exposed before, before the past five years. Because I think up until the past five years, they really weren't that exposed until they going lifetime or somebody decided to go the Amish, Amish living. Nah, I don't even think it was mafia. It won't the I don't even know the the mafia one, but it oh, was yeah, just it was just the Amish living thing, and they had the kids, and it was like they was trying to start relationships up there. I was like, oh, they gonna get in trouble, y'all Amish. I don't even know nothing about y'all, but I know you ain't supposed to be doing that. Like, but it became society and culture grabbed them up and introduced them to Americanized way. Well, society, I don't think, uh, but I I think it's. It was culture. I don't, I don't want to say because it's still you still got to understand we we ain't just got black culture. We got white culture, Latin culture. Nah, but see, we got the culture of that's, entertainment. That's why I don't feel like it was culture because they picked them up totally to be exploited. That's society. I mean, doesn't culture exploit? That's all culture does. Culture exploit. exploits their own people. Society exploits the culture. No. I don't know how I like that, but we can go with it. Society takes everything. I mean, from I understand culture what you're and, saying. You know, but I understand what you're saying. I, only but. reason I say that is just because there's a small few within our culture that tends to hold us back. I mean, so that's not something that's the the norm. It's not something that's the mass. But at the same time, you can't you can't take something that's your own and you know 
say, oh, it's an issue because you're presenting it. It's your own. So you can't take your culture and put it out there and someone say you can't do that because that's your own culture. But society would take your culture, take put money into it. If the Amish tried to do that, you think they had money into it? If the black tried to do that, you think if another culture tried to do that, no. But if the main culture tried to do it, it's a hit. I mean, I get that. I get that. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But either way, um, I didn't forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> but either way, the Amish don't play. <laughs> no. The Amish, like they're not exposed to it, so they don't exhibit those things. But because we are exposed to everything at such a young age, and it's getting even more. Uh, Technology is becoming uh, more frequent for kids earlier. Um, my kids had tablets and phones at two, which is ridiculous. Uh, tablets and phones for a two-year-old, three-year-old. And then a lot of times we give it to them to be busy work, to not have to you know, pay too much attention to our kids. And we're not necessarily seeing what they're doing. They're constantly being exposed to little things even commercials there's food commercials that show you and crazy things and um can put different ideas into your subconscious and you wouldn't even know it um there's so many innuendos and and and, and things and tv and music and like my husband said you have to be vigilant you have to stay vigilant, not just for yourself, for your children. Um, your children is your legacy. So once you're gone, your children will be left. What they get from you, you're going to want them to be able to pass it down to the next generation and for them to pass it down to the next generation and continue. Um, and it's important in order to do that, you have to realize what part you play in society, in your culture, in your family, and in the world as a whole. You have to be um, vigilant and uh, you have to be vigilant about how you show up in the world. Um, keep discernment at all times about what you should be doing, shouldn't be doing. Um, and I know sometimes it's going to be hard to decipher what the best decision is to make, but, um, you have to look at yourself and ask yourself if you want to stand apart from the world or if you want to be of the world, be a part of the world. Um, and standing apart from the world is not a bad thing. And, um, sometimes being a part of the world is, um, pay attention to what you feed yourself. Um, I barely watch TV, but when I do, I watch random stuff. I watch paranormal stuff. I watch murder mystery stuff. I watch Ratchet TV. If anybody want to know where Ratchet TV is, that's loving hip hop, growing up hip hop. All the reality, the fake reality stuff, the Ratchet TV, Basketball Wives. 
Um, I'll watch movies, whether it's comedies, documentaries about aliens or uh, comedy specials, Disney movies. Um, you look at me like I be watching Disney movies. Because you over here just bobbing your head. You don't even know you over here just. Oh, no, I was saying no earlier. You oh. missed all that. Because you mm. was talking about that ratchet TV. He be over here watching ratchet TV with me. When I want nothing else when on TV. I want to unwind from the real world, I turn on reality TV. Makes a lot of sense, right? A lot you of be people- unwinding from sleep watching ratchet TV. I be unwinding from him and be watching ratchet TV. <laughs> Anyways, when I do that. I know what I'm intaking. I know I'm not about to go around here and, you know, believe everything I see on TV like it's real. Um, I know I'm not going to let it cause a disruption in my personality, my attitude. I'm not leaving here from watching something and I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive or I'm not leaving here from watching something and I'm ready to uh, track people down and figure out what they're doing and if they're with somebody. I'm not um, watching TV and, and you know, ready to go judge somebody because of something they did. Um, you have to be vigilant about how the world shows up in you and how you show up in the world if you want to take back control of your life, um, of your environment, of your community. It starts with you. It always will start with you. And then everything else will spring forth from you. I like it. I love it. And I love you. Mm. Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done, too. Well, that's another episode of Tell My Story of today's episode. What's controlling you? Hmm. Subscribe. Stay tuned. See you guys next week for our new episode of Tell My Story. And once again, please don't hesitate to, you know, leave a comment. Tell us what you think. You know, if you have any questions you want us to answer, any topics you want us to talk about, any more life experiences you want us to give, we are all ears, all eyes, and all open. Thanks, guys. Quinn Lee. Bye-bye. Let me tell my story. (laughs) Let me tell my truth. Look, I got to give God glory. Uh Uh-huh. You can give him something, too. (laughs) I like to count it all joy. Setbacks, blessings too Look, let me tell you about my guy (laughs) But you can call him yours too